Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, May 7th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Coming to you from a beautiful gem city. Unfortunately, we will not have Dwayne Long today. Dwayne is previously indisposed, but you know how we roll here at Bucknuts. We've gone heavy artillery for the backup. The Dean of Ohio State Recruiting, Bill Curlick, joins us. Bill, how goes it? Going pretty well. Working... Uh... Via the beautiful city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania this morning uh, in Pittsburgh uh, for about oh, seven or eight more hours and then heading back to Columbus and uh, uh, back to my office, so to speak. If you get to come back in another life, people, you want to come back as Bill Curlick's granddaughter. He's the doting grandfather everyone wishes they had, hence his time in Pittsburgh. Bill, let's get to your specialty here. Ryan Day is the new head coach of Ohio State, known for his offensive wizardry. However, I look at the class of 2020 and think he may have forgotten about defense. Ohio State has eight commitments in the class of 2020 so far, seven on offense, and the one guy on defense is Legend Cavazos, who I would give credit to Urban Meyer for recruiting him. What is the deal? When should I start to get concerned about the fact that Ohio State may score a lot of points but have no one to stop anyone? Well, I think there's several factors there, Dan. Um, first of all, um, you know, I don't think, even though they only have one defensive commitment, and as you mentioned, Legend Cavazos, that shouldn't be minimized of how important he was to get back in the class. I mean, they they really, really like Cavazos. Um, uh, he's a, he is an outstanding prospect, and Jeff Halfley, when he got the job at Ohio State, got his Ohio State phone for recruiting purposes, very first guy he called was Legend Cavazos, and there's a reason for that. They really wanted to get him back in the class, and that was by no means a done deal. He was coming back. Um, you know, Ryan Day and, and Jeff Halfley worked like crazy to make sure he got back into that class, and and it, you know it was absolutely huge. I think people don't realize how important that was and how important Cavazos is to this class. Now, having said that, Legend Cavazos can't play uh, on the defensive line, nor can he play linebacker. He's a cornerback. So you know what's going on with the rest of the class defensive wise. And I think there's really uh, two main factors there. <clears throat> Number one, and I, and I have written about this, is that recruiting is all about relationships. And Ohio State has basically, uh, stands for Larry Johnson, an entire new defensive staff, and it takes time to build those relationships. Um, uh, you don't just kind of walk in and, and in most cases, uh, land a commitment from a kid uh, right after you start talking to him. Um, so it's going to take a little time and people need to understand that those relationships will take time and they are being built. You know, I, I think, uh, Jeff Hathley's going to do, I know he's going to do a super job recruiting for Ohio State and, and, uh, Al Washington, you know, he, he almost got Zach Harrison out of Ohio for Michigan. Um, he'll do fine. Uh, Matt Barnes will, will do, be okay. He'll do fine as well. Um, Madison, Greg Madison is, has long had a reputation as being a good recruiter, and, and he's making some headways. Yanni Karlaftis from uh, Indiana is an outstanding linebacker that that uh, he's doing a great job on. So it's going to take time to build those relationships up, uh, and, and they will be fine. Um, do they hit a grand slam with this class? You know, We'll see. I, probably not on the defensive side of grand slam, but they'll do fine. 
Um, and once they're here for a while, uh, I think you're going to see a, a big change. Now, the other factor, Dan, is that, uh, you know, let's face it, Ohio State wasn't very good, and that's putting it lightly or nicely on defense last year. So, again, it's going to take time. They're going to have to show that they can play defense, and I think they will. I think they're going to be vastly improved this year. But some kids on the defense side of the ball are just going to wait and see how good that Ohio State defense is going to be um, before they say they're going to be a Buckeye. And I think that's the other factor that has to be considered. Which brings me to another topic here, somewhat associated. One player on defense that I really do expect to be in the class, defensive tackle Darion Henry from Princeton High School, just outside Cincinnati. His teammate, Jaheim Thomas, the outside linebacker, received an offer recently. We were all waiting for that. We thought that commitment would be coming lock and key with that. It did not. Now, here's what makes it interesting. We always heard those two could be a package deal. Traveling around with St. Xavier offensive lineman Paris Johnson, of the number one ranking at his position and the Ohio State verbal commitment. Now, Paris Johnson has transferred to Princeton High School or is in the process of doing so because his current high school, St. Xavier, does not allow for early graduation. With Paris going to Princeton, now this makes them almost like a real package deal. How should Ohio State fans respond to Johnson's choice to move schools? Well, I still think, and I've felt this way um, for quite some time, I still think that Paris Johnson is going to uh, be a Buckeye when all is said and done. You know, he has never decommitted. His relationship with Ryan Day uh, continues to go well. He, You know, he said that he wants to make sure, you know, that he didn't commit when Ryan Day was the head coach and they and Ryan Day wasn't the one that recruited him. But, you know, Ryan Day is the one recruiting him now, and that relationship is going extremely well. So I haven't changed my thought on that. I still think Paris Johnson, in the end, will be a Buckeye. We'll see, but that's, that's my feeling. Um, you know, will the three be the, uh, quote, package deal you always hear so much about but seems to very uh, seldom materialize? Yeah, I think they're all three going to end up at Ohio State. That's my feeling, um, and I felt that way since Jaheen got that offer from the Buckeyes. But I don't know that I would, again, say it's necessarily a package deal. I think they'll make their own final decisions in the end. Um, but I just think those final decisions will be for Ohio State. Uh, Darion Henry has long loved Ohio State, and um, obviously Paris Johnson, you know, originally committed to Ohio State and. Uh, the only thing is that it took a while for Jaheen to get that offer from the Buckeyes. And, and, you know, now he has looked at a lot of other schools and he continues to look at other schools. So we'll see um, in the end if, if he, too, is an Ohio State Buckeye. Had he got that offer very early, I think, yeah, there'd be no doubt in my mind. I still think he probably will. But that's uh, that, that's what happens sometimes when – uh, offers come later and you look at other schools and you say, hey, you know, these are pretty good schools too. I guess the next domino to fall, if they all do commit, would be to find out mm-hmm. if all three are coming early. I would have to assume Johnson is, given his transfer, and Henry as well. It would be interesting to see what Thomas decides. A very interesting recruitment that I'd like you to speak on is that of Justin Rogers. This is a guy whose name we've known in recruiting circles for several years, the number one rated guard in the country according to 24-7 Sports out of Oak Park, Michigan. His crystal ball has been spun and spun some more. He's got four schools in there with 17% or more of his vote. That's very rare. One of those is Ohio State. 
I've seen the crystal ball on Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, and now Kentucky. How do you explain what's going on with Justin Rogers? And is this a guy who just likes to play the recruiting game and there's no more room at the end because I wouldn't compare Kentucky to the other three spots? Well, I, I do think, and you know this, Dan, I do think he likes to play the recruiting game, no doubt about that. But I, I'm going to go back to what I've said from the very beginning. I just, you know, I, I wasn't one of those people that at any point crystal balled Justin Rogers to Ohio State. I never felt like he was going to be a Buckeye, and I still don't. He he had an impressive camp at Ohio State and was offered a scholarship by Ohio State early. As we know, most really, really early offers aren't committable offers. And I just never, you know, I felt that that was a getting started point for Ohio State, but I just never felt they were all in on Justin Rogers. And as things have gone on, I've, I've felt more and more like that being the case there not all in, and and I don't think he's going to be an Ohio State Buckeye. Um, when you look at what they have right now, you know they've got four offensive line commitments, and they're looking for one more interior guy, and they're looking for one more tackle. Justin Rogers obviously is an interior guy, and there's some other guys that, that they're certainly going after hard for an interior spot, including Darian Hatchett from Washington, who they're Probably not going to get, but they would certainly love to get. And, and there are others. So I, I just think, again, that Dustin Rogers is not going to end up at Ohio State. And I've said that from almost day one when he was offered. It's certainly been an interesting recruitment. It looks to me like a guy that may have blossomed earlier than the rest of the kids in his class and therefore is kind of settling back into the mix. All right, Bill, bring us up to speed on what the staff is doing right now, what the recruiting calendar looks like for the next week or so. Out on the road, uh, you know, they're on the road. And as I had on Bucknuts yesterday, they saw Reese Atterbury yesterday, and that official visit has been nailed down. Uh, Tony Alford, Greg Stadrara were in Colorado yesterday at Eagle Crest High School in Aurora to see Reese Atterbury. He will make an official visit to Ohio State uh, June 14th. Interesting. You know, Dan, the Ohio State and Notre Dame battles are really interesting this year, especially on the offensive line. Um, uh, Atterbury is going to visit Ohio State on June 14th. He's going to visit Notre Dame June 21st. I think all be said is that he would like to end up at one of those two schools. We'll see how that works out. But Ohio State and Notre Dame have been jockeying for position with recruits. You know, uh, Mitchell Melton uh, has scheduled the defensive end linebacker from Maryland. He scheduled an official visit to Notre Dame um, for June, and uh, he's got one for Michigan in June and Ohio State's, you know, working on getting him into Ohio State on an official visit at the best time for them to land Mitchell Melton. So kind of the, you know, Riley Mills yesterday committed to Notre Dame over Ohio State. These Ohio State Notre Dame battles are, are really interesting as far as getting the kids in on visits and all those things at the most appropriate uh, uh, time to maximize who gets who, and, and I, I found that really interesting, this recruiting cycle. Bill, the boarding house yesterday stated that Michael Carmody, the offensive lineman from Mars PA, who Ohio State's really big on, just received a Notre Dame offer, and that the Ohio State staff wasn't psyched about that. Are you hearing the same? Yeah, that's another one. I, I didn't even mention that one. That uh, uh, Again, that's part of the interesting Notre Dame-Ohio State dynamic. Um, yeah, I, I think right now with that – if Notre Dame presses for Carmody, uh, you know, I think they have a pretty decent shot at getting him. He really likes Notre Dame. Um, but no, Notre Dame missed out on one offensive lineman. Um, so now, you know, who 
is at the top of their list. You know, do they like Carmody? Um, do they like Atterbury? You know, or or a few other guys. Um, uh, Zach Zinter is another one. You know that uh, they're getting filled up on the offensive line, and who they go after and make a final decision on really wanting is going to have an impact on Ohio State and and what happens with the Buckeyes on the offensive line too. Another classic Midwest recruiting battle. There is no better place to follow any of that than here. You are now much smarter about Ohio State recruiting than you were before you clicked on this podcast. We appreciate the Dean filling in for Dwayne. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Bucknutters.